lawyer by training, writer and teacher by choice. Originally from New York, I am a proud wife and mother living in Los Angeles. Join me as we delve into the Holy Torah's teachings and apply them to our lives. I keep it short and sweet, but always deep. Welcome. Hi, welcome back to the podcast. I'm Jenna, and I'm very excited to continue our discussion on happiness in the spirit of the month of Adar when it's actually a mitzvah to be happy. But first, a story. I was on the phone with my parents last week, and I was walking past the Shuk, which is the loud, big outdoor market in Jerusalem. And there's always a lot of yelling, and you know, it's always a lot of commotion there. So I'm on the phone with my parents and my mom, who's a very well-meaning Um, protective mother, very concerned for my well-being. She said, Jenna, I don't like what I hear there. Get out of there. Where are you? You know, she's very concerned. I said, Mom, there's a guy in the shook screaming, banana, 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 banana. (laughs) She said, it sounds like a terrorist. Get out of there. (laughs) Okay, so to continue our discussion from last week, we're going to expand on the Jewish definition of happiness and then discuss a few more tools that can help us enhance our happiness right now. So last week we spoke about how happiness is really working toward a meaningful goal and feeling that progress, even in the face of challenge. You know, the Jewish definition of happiness is not to escape, it's to deeply engage in life. And Judaism really takes the definition of happiness a step further by saying that happiness is really building a relationship with Hashem, which really includes building relationships with other people as well, because There's tons of mitzvot that apply to our relationship with our fellow man. And when we come closer to man, we come closer to Hashem. So I would say that the Jewish definition of happiness isn't just coming close to Hashem, it's also coming close to other people. But for our purposes, we're going to focus on our relationship with Hashem. God created the world to give man pleasure. Hashem wants us to be happy. And in Mesilas Yisharim, The Path of the Just, which is a foundational Jewish book, about really how to refine your character, the author, the Ramchal, says that man was created to derive pleasure from the Almighty, and not just in the next world, but also in this world. And he speaks about how God created the world with so many pleasures to enjoy, but that the ultimate enjoyment is connection to Hashem himself. So the Ramchal literally says, the ultimate perfection, pleasure, and meaning is closeness to God. This relationship is achieved through the performance of misvote, and thus every action in life can be directed at creating an eternal bond with God. So mitzvot are meant to bring us close to Hashem and to bring us joy. Unfortunately, sometimes mitzvot don't feel so joyful. If we're doing them often, they can feel very rote and mundane, and I definitely struggle with this. But hearing these words that Hashem wants to give us pleasure and he created the mitzvot to help us connect to him and to give us joy, these things give me encouragement. And also learning more about particular mitzvot and the depth and the beauty behind them really help me to plug into particular mitzvot more. But it's definitely an avoda for sure. It definitely uh, takes work. So if we're doing mitzvot properly, they're really meant to, to make us feel joy and to make us feel close to Hashem, which is the greatest pleasure that we can experience in this world. Rav Noach Weinberg, who was the Rosh Hashiva, the head of Eish Torah, he said that although the pursuit of money, love, and power and other physical pleasures provide temporary satisfaction, nothing is as satisfying as pursuing a relationship with the infinite. 
and I'm sorry for so many quotes, but they're just so good. Um, a convert to Judaism wrote, being Jewish has given me happiness, not in the ephemeral momentary kind that comes with money and sports and cars and which passes swiftly, leaving an empty feeling. The happiness that comes with Jewish living has to do with serenity of the soul, wholeness and satisfaction at the deepest level. So the former type of happiness she describes, I feel like is the type that's pursued in, in the Western world to a large extent in our um, consumer culture. And it's a kind of fleeting happiness. Like it seems like something you're always chasing, you're never achieving. Whereas the, the latter type of happiness she describes is, is that lasting deep inner happiness, the really sustainable. That's the kind of happiness we're talking about and one that can really be achieved through the ways that we're talking about by building a relationship with Hashem, something that's eternal and through pursuing meaningful goals in life. So what is the medicine against depression? According to Rabbi Chaim Vital, who was the student of the Arizal, the famous Kabbalist who lived in Sfat in the 16th century, he says, rejoicing with what one has and knowing that God only acts for our benefit is the medicine against depression. So Rav Chaim Vital first is speaking about gratefulness. And this is an idea we're all familiar with. We've spoken about before that being grateful makes one happier. And Rabbi Zelik Pliskin speaks about this. It's the, it's the number one of his happiness habits. Do we think appreciatively and gratefully? He says, what are five things we're grateful for now? And I've discussed how my teacher, Sarah Yohavid Rigler, encourages us and her students to write down five new things that we're grateful for every day. And I don't always do this. I did it for a while. But sometimes if I'm feeling a little bit low, I'll say, okay, five things right now, go. And in my head or out loud, I will say five things that I'm grateful for. And it really helps. Rav Avigdor Miller says that life is full of intense pleasures, which are, are available to all people, but many fail to appreciate them. Air, water, sunlight, the use of our limbs, the ability to see and hear and smell and taste and feel, speech, memory. And connecting this back to the idea of the Jewish definition of happiness that is building a relationship with Hashem, we can be grateful not just for the pleasures and the blessings we have in life, but we can be grateful specifically to God for giving us those pleasures. So now we're experiencing double level of joy, the joy in experiencing this certain pleasure or blessing, and then the joy of building a connection to Hashem by being grateful to him. I just wanted to add in a small thing that it's actually a very big thing. <laughs> a lot of times I will build a relationship with Hashem in my own life by asking him for things and then thanking him. Just little things throughout the day. You know, if I need a parking spot, I'll say, please, Hashem, send me a parking spot. And then if I find one, I'll thank him. And I do this constantly throughout the day. And I find that it really increases my gratitude and then also connects me to Hashem. So it really, really boosts my joy, this, this act of asking and thanking. Pirke Avot, the ethics of our fathers, tells us, our sages say that jealousy, unrelenting material desire, and status-seeking remove a person from the world. And Rabbi Eliyahu Dessler, in his book, Mikdav Eliyahu, Strive for Truth, takes it a step further. He says, jealousy, material desire, and status-seeking take away our happiness. And it makes sense because when we are feeling jealous, we're feeling a lack. We're looking at someone else and we're thinking, why do they have that and not me? But we have to remind ourselves that Hashem always gives us what we need to fulfill our purpose. And if we don't have it, we don't need it. It's actually not good for us. And we have to remind ourselves, myself included, <laughs> that when what somebody else has really has nothing to do with us. Hashem could give everyone everything. You know, each person has their own portion in life, their own chilek. And that's why Ethics of Our Father says, who is rich? He who is happy with his lot. 
So the Torah teaches that jealousy and status seeking and excess material desire, all these things are really a waste of time and energy, and they actually rob us of our peace of mind. And Rav Noach Weinberg, he says that we should master the art of noticing, appreciating, and consciously enjoying what we already have, and then we will always be happy. So the first ingredient for the medicine against depression is to appreciate what we already have. And if we want to go a step further, thanking Hashem for what we already have as a foundation of happiness. The second ingredient is knowing that Hashem only acts for our benefit. And again, this is one of Rabbi Zelig Pliskin's happiness habits, that we assume there is a benefit in everything. He says, find positive ways of viewing events, situations, and circumstances. Ask, what is good about this? And by asking this, he says, we're developing the skill of reframing. And I would say also we're developing an eye in tova, a good eye. We've spoken about many times on the podcast the idea that everything is ultimately in Hashem's hands and that he only acts for our benefit. Okay, this is a foundational idea in Judaism. And so when we find ourselves in a situation that's not going our way, we can ask, what could be a benefit of this situation? And normally we're able to see some sort of benefit. I Sometimes I'm getting, I find myself getting angry that something's not working out or I'm, I'm bumping up against the wall and I have to stop and say, okay, clearly Hashem doesn't want it to work out like this right now, the way I thought that was best. And what could be a benefit of that? So if nothing else, I tell myself, the benefit of a given situation could be that it's a challenge to develop a character trait, to better myself in some way. And this is actually another one of Rabbi Zelig Pliskin's happiness habits. He says, look at difficulties as divinely set up opportunities to upgrade who you are. I think that's such a beautiful line. I'm going to read it again. Look at difficulties as divinely set up opportunities to upgrade who you are. He says, what quality can you develop now with a challenge you are facing? So usually for me, it's, it's the quality of patience, <laughs> um, like waiting online at the DMV and being told I have to come back and bring another form, um, you know, those types of, of situations, which could normally make me very frustrated. Um, right now we're in, a, we were in a school lockdown. Um, my daughter was out of school for five weeks and it's like, what's the benefit? But then I'm thinking, you know, aside from getting to spend more time with her, it's really helping me develop the traits of patience and resilience by learning how to function in a more stressed or pressured situation. Somebody once asked Rabbi Avigdor Miller, when things do not go the way I planned, how do I avoid getting angry? It's a very good question. And he quoted the Chavot Halavavot, The Duties of the Heart, a foundational book in Judaism, which says that when things don't go as planned, it's Hashem teaching us the invaluable lesson that he is the one in charge. So Rabbi Miller said, how can we get angry when Hashem is teaching us priceless lessons? One of our purposes in life, he says, is to recognize that Hashem runs the world. So I really feel like this applies to us today, especially with the pandemic and all of us just feeling very much like we're not in control. Things are not going the way we planned, even on a daily basis. Sometimes we're seeing this more, more so now. And some of my teachers have said that we don't know why, you know, COVID is happening. Ultimately, why Hashem chose to bring it into the world. But perhaps one reason they've said is to recognize that he's really the one in charge. And when we do this, it kind of lifts the burden off of our shoulders a little bit because we realize all we have to do is put in our effort, but we don't just, we don't determine the outcome. And so we're not as responsible as we think, <laughs> you know, we're responsible for the effort, the outcomes up to Hashem. And this can kind of lift the burden and, and increase our happiness as we're able to let go and let God, as they say. So let's sum up. 
The Jewish definition of happiness is working toward a meaningful goal and developing a relationship with God, which is the ultimate source of pleasure. And the best way to build a relationship with God is through the mitzvot, which should bring us joy if done in the right way, which can obviously be challenging, but something that we can all strive toward. And other ways that we can connect to God and be happy are through being grateful to him for what we have right now, staying away from unproductive feelings of jealousy and status seeking, and looking for the benefit in every situation, understanding that Hashem is ultimately in control and he only acts for our best. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed what you heard, please subscribe to the podcast and share. And if you could write a review on Apple Podcasts, I would be so grateful. Take care.